Hi, this is Sarah O'Connell. And this is Jonah Trebowasser. Welcome back to another edition of Radio Rotary, sponsored by local Rotarians, your friends dedicated to service. Each week we chat with your neighbors about great things happening in your community and around the world, people sharing ways to improve your life. And Jonah, today we'll be speaking with Susan Salamone about the drug crisis in our very own backyard. This is going to be very compelling, so stay where you are. I won't right touch there. that dial, right I promise. There. Yes, okay. ma'am. <laughs> Not all superheroes wear capes. Most wear jeans or sweaters or suits, just like ordinary people, because that's what they are. They are the 1.2 million members of Rotary, men and women whose superpowers are the capacity to care and the desire to make the world better. So the next time you need a superhero, don't look in the sky, look in the mirror. Learn more at Rotary.org. Rotary. Humanity in Motion. For information about Rotary in the Hudson Valley, visit www.rotarydistrict7210.org. Hi, this is Sarah O'Connell, and I want to welcome all of our faithful listeners for joining us once again on this edition of Radio Rotary. And I am joined by my co-host, Jonah Trebowasser. Well, hi there, Sarah O'Connell. I can't tell you. I know this is going to be a funny show because Jonah, ladies and gentlemen, since you can't see. It's a very serious topic. He has on a big old bow tie. Yes, it's a bow tie meant for radio. What? It's from the Ringling Brothers what collection. What are you doing with a bow tie on? This do you is have my, something to do this today? This is my welcome fall bow tie. Okay. All right. Well, I'll take that. And, and I'd today, like to welcome our guest. We are we're doing just that. We're welcoming Susan Salamone um, to our show. And she's discussing something that's pretty serious. And I know yes. that and any timeless. of us, any of us who are parents or teachers or anybody that has anything to do, especially with our youth today is concerned about the drug uh, crisis or the resurgence of um, drugs. It's just becoming more and more prevalent in our communities these days. So welcome to Radio Rotary, Susan. Thank you, Sarah. So Susan Salamone, um, we've heard a lot a bit about the uh, heroin epidemic. We've heard a lot about uh, pills. Um, we know about uh, the, the increase in drunk driving. Is this something new, or is it just having more attention? Is it really on the rise, or just we're paying more attention to it? Oh, it's definitely on the rise, Jonah. There's mm-hmm. no question. First of all, thank you for having me on the show. Our I pleasure. Am, I'm the founder of Drug Crisis in Our Backyard. We started at our organization uh, back in 2012, uh, June of 2012, when um, I lost my son to a heroin overdose. Oh, oh my goodness. Our yeah. really? sympathies. So this is something that's very personal to you, and you are very driven by it. And do, do you mind? letting our audience know where what community you live in or is that something you'd like to keep private uh, no we I don't keep any of this quiet. okay mm-hmm. I, all right I am, go uh, for it girl okay <laughs> I live in Mayapak uh, Putnam County and all that's right. where we started the organization my son uh, struggled with this disease for 10 years and how old was he he was 29 when he passed away oh, so from uh, 19 to 20 uh, age 19 to 29 um, he had uh, drug issues that spiraled out of control once he started using uh, prescription painkillers. Now, let, folks at home, Ooh, let, let's understand something. Prescription painkillers. Does that mean that he was prescribed, uh, that he, that they had come from a doctor originally and he became addicted? Is that what you mean? Now, or? my son was not living with me because he was 23 years of old course. when he started he was an using. Adult. He yeah. was an adult. He, had, uh, he was at Marist College. So after he graduated, he was living up in Duchess County, right? Uh-huh. Up near Hyde Park, actually. And um, he 
I knew that he was on Percocets, which are well, that's a legal an opiate. opiate, a legal yeah. opiate. Yeah, they're okay. very, very addictive. Very addictive, which we really didn't know at the time. Back, back mm-hmm. that was like he's gone three years, so that was ten years ago. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Okay, and but we did. It did come to our attention from his girlfriend that he was on it. So I don't know if it was prescribed or it wasn't. Right. But I right. know that it was. They were legal prescriptions. Right, right. Well, they're in pill form and they're clean and all that kind of stuff. And certainly there is drug trading with that um, at the time. But you know what I wanted to to just uh, say? Yes, ma'am. Is that um, Susan hit on something. This has nothing to do with intelligence or socioeconomic. Exactly. Exactly. You're talking about a young man who's out on his own um, starting a career, college graduate. Came from a a good good home. Good family, all that stuff. And folks at home, that's why you need to play close attention attention to our show today with uh, Susan Salomon, who's going to share with you uh, the issues of the drug crisis in our backyard, because this could happen to you, to me, to any parent. And uh, she's a very brave young lady for joining us today to to share with us what happened with her late son. Um, You know, uh, the problem with the pills, uh, Susan Salomon, our regular listeners know that my day job is in the criminal justice system. And the problem with the pills is that a lot of teenagers, folks, listen carefully what happens here at home. A lot of teenagers go visit granny, you know, and, uh, you know, get served milk and cookies by granny. And then they excuse themselves to go to the bathroom and they go into the medicine cabinet and grab granny's uh, pills for her arthritis, the oxycodone, the perks, or whatever, and they sprinkle a couple into their hand, they put it in their pocket, go back and kiss Granny goodbye. Granny doesn't know how many pills she's got at home, all right? So she doesn't have any reason to count. And that's how it starts. That's how it starts. And we have a lot of police departments now who are collecting these pills and incinerating them. And that's why they're looking for something else. And that's one of the reasons we have this influx of heroin. Is that something that you found in your research, Susan? Well, in 2014, the I Stop law was passed. September of 2014. The what? The what law? That we need to yeah give oh, us the a I, background. Okay, the I Stop law is a tracking system that doctors and and uh, prescribers okay. have to use before they can write a prescription. Okay, and it's it's in New York State. It isn't in the entire country, so there are some glitches in it right now. But just for New York State, let's let's, let's talk, talk about, about that. that. When I went, I had back surgery recently in okay. April, oh. and. After the back surgery, um, my doctor went on the database to make sure that I wasn't getting pills from anyone else. Got it. So they, she would, they would be able to track any opiates that I was being prescribed on this database. And in order to prescribe, they have to track it. So it stops the doctor shopping that used to happen. Exactly. Oh, so it's boy. not only monitoring patients, it's monitoring doctors. Right. And, and the pharmacies also are... I was going to say, the third prong here is the pharmacy that you, that you go to to have the prescription filled. Yes. They're also on the iStop. They have to log into the iStop in order to, to then dispense mm-hmm. the prescription. So what happened in 2014 was now the, now the pills start to dry up on the street Correct. because now there's no more doctor shopping going on. And, and you well, that's, now you have the resurgence yeah. of heroin as the substitute. Uh, the, the, filling the substitute because... Oh, boy. People that take opiate become addicted to painkillers have a 40% chance of being addicted to heroin. Oh, my god! They're looking for something bigger and better? Is that it? No, they're addicted. Yeah, they just need yeah, something. So they they, need, they, it's they not need that they want a better high because it. they're not even getting high anymore. They are feeding a habit so mm-hmm. that they will not get sick. They will not get dope sick. 
And how come uh, right now it's so cheap? I mean, heroin. I have no yeah. idea. It comes in from from Mexico, South America. Um, I really don't know. All I know is that it is being distributed uh, over cell phones. They, mm. They'll message people and say, meet me here. And it is it is like just shopping online, really like shopping online once so, you have your deal. So you're saying that it's very easily obtained. Is it? I always thought that heroin and those more powerful types of drugs were very expensive. Heroin I mean, is there... about $7 uh, a bag. Oh, my A small goodness. glassine bag, $7. Really? So it's cheap. It's and very, how long very would that cheap. last someone? I don't know that much about it, yeah. but it depends. It depends on their habit. habit. So when think. they first start, they may sniff, sniff a bag, oh, and God. it might, might last for a long time. But once they start shooting, it, it, it lasts only hours. You know what I've never understood about drug addiction? I said, I've been in the criminal justice system for 45 years. Most people, needles creep them out. I mean, needles creep them out. Now, our producer is a registered nurse, and you know she wields a, a, a pretty good needle as far as uh, being very smooth on the injections. She, at least our patients have told me that. But needles creep people out, and to voluntarily start sticking yourself with these needles, like you know, if, if you're a diabetic, that's one thing. My aunt and uncle was diabetic, and he had a full set of uh, uh, yeah. hypodermics, the old-fashioned kind. It looked like for the insulin, like, like Sherlock Holmes, right. with, you know, oh, the boy. leather case and everything. Then he had to sterilize. He had to boil it in water. Now they have the uh, throwaway hypodermics, but it just, it just boggles my mind that people voluntarily inject themselves. Well, they stuff. must be so desperate and exactly. just, that, that they have to have it, that they overcome any fear. But this is just, um, just extraordinary to me that, A, how inexpensive the heroin is, how easily it's obtained. And for our listeners who are joining us, we're speaking with Susan Salamone about the drug crisis right here in our own backyard in Dutchess County and in, in the Hudson Valley in general. She sadly lost her own um, young adult son to um, this terrible, terrible addiction problem. Um, so yeah, I have a question for go Susan. Go ahead. You know, uh, this kind of thing would be devastating to any parent. I mean, all three of us in the studio today, all four of us, well, our producer, are all parents. Uh, what made you decide, instead of just sitting in grief, to get up and do something about this? A lot yeah. of people wouldn't have that, those Good kind of question, guts. You know, when we were just Justin was uh, my son's name was Justin. He was my oldest of four boys, and um, he we saw that he suffered with this disease. This was a disease, unquestionably. Right. And we didn't know where to turn. That was really what it boiled down to. We didn't know who to talk to. We didn't know what facilities to go to. We were we were scrambling in the dark. We just didn't didn't know anyone else was using heroin. So when my son died, it was like, what would I tell everyone? Yeah. You know, really, what am I going to tell them that they he had a stroke? Yeah. I mean, he died. So he was only 29 years old. So I wrote an article to our local paper, the Mayapac News, and they printed it, and it was our story. And so many people got in touch with us mm. after reading our story, saying they had the same problem in their home. Oh, really? That we decided to start this organization. So you really shed light on your community about this. On many communities. Mm. And, you know, we're going to find out more about our guest, Susan Solomon and the great organization that she's talked about, the uh, issue of drugs in our own backyard in just a moment. But first, let's remind our listeners they're in tune with Radio Rotary on the air and around the world by podcast on iTunes and at RadioRotary.org. My name is Jonah Trebois, and my co-host is Sarah O'Connell. Our very special guest, Susan Salomon, we're talking about the drug crisis in our backyard. And Sarah, who brings us Radio Rotary this week? Jonah, Radio Rotary is sponsored by JGS, your essential partner for all of your accounting and business consulting needs. Please call them at 
692-9500. And by Salisbury Bank and Riverside Banks, your local regional banks for all of your personal business and wealth management needs. Visit them at salisburybank.com. And by the featured Rotary Clubs of Brewster, East Fishkill, Fishkill, Goshen, and Highland, New York. And we'll be back with more Radio Rotary after these important messages. Juddelson, Giordano, and Siegel. CPAPC is a full-service accounting, tax, and business consulting firm. JGS specializes in business succession planning, including ownership transition, management transition, as well as family and non-family transitions. The JGS staff works alongside you to solve the problems of your specific business or personal situation. JGS is conveniently located on Route 211 in Middletown, New York. To learn more, please contact JGS at 845 or visit them on the web at www.jgspc.com. Juddelson, Giordano, and Siegel, your essential partner in business. Salisbury Bank and Trust offers personal and business banking, residential mortgages, and commercial lending, trust, and wealth management services. With 13 locations throughout the tri-state region, in Dutchess and Orange Counties, the northwest corner of Connecticut, and southern Berkshire County, Massachusetts, and now including the Riverside Bank Division with offices in Poughkeepsie, Red Oaks Mill, Fishkill, and Newburgh, New York. Salisbury Bank is your local personal bank in your community, making local decisions and delivering the highest quality of customer service. Salisbury Bank is your local bank for all of your personal, business, and wealth management needs. Check them out at salisburybank.com. That's salisburybank.com. Salisbury Bank and Trust, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Salisbury Bank, enriching. Hi, this is Sarah O'Connell. Welcome back to the second half of Radio Rotary this morning. We are having a compelling conversation, aren't we, Jonah, this Absolutely. morning with Susan Salamone, who is one of the founders of the Drug Crisis in Our Backyard, which is a nonprofit community organization, and that was founded in June of 2012. Uh, June of, 19, of 2012 as a result of, sadly, her losing, her family losing her eldest son. Um, the mission of this organization is to promote awareness and provide resources and support to those individuals and their families affected by drug addiction. And to our listeners who are just joining us, um, Susan had shared with us that when Justin passed away, she and her family didn't really know where to turn during the addiction journey that he was on that ended with his loss of life and then thereafter. So she decided to found this organization. And just tell our listeners who again that you it started with you writing an article to your local paper right Susan yes the Mayapac News I wrote an article to them it was called Saving Justin and um, I was really nervous I it published actually on June 14th my son died on May 29th that's how quickly we did mm. got that done I got it done actually and we got a call that night from the Christian sins and he got on the phone and he said, I buried my son this morning. Oh, my gosh. And his name is uh, yeah, Eric. On the, Eric front of their, on the front of their very uh, eye-catching, um, really well-done brochure, is it's in memory of Justin Salamone and Eric Christensen. And both within a month, um, less than a month of each other, weeks of each other, passed away and left their families devastated. But you all pulled together. You 
pulled together as families in grief and you pulled together as a community. And um, you are really an inspiration here. And unfortunately, this is becoming more and more and more of an issue. Right you are, Sarah. Let's get some basic facts out, though. How big a problem now is... Uh, drug abuse. We, we, we hear on the radio about this epidemic, Erwin. For those who, who, who joined us late, how big a problem is it? It's huge. It's a huge problem. Um, in the We have a, a Facebook page. It's right. a drug crisis. And just go and search drug crisis in our backyard. It's a closed group. So we've got a lot of articles on there. But and folks at home, get a pencil and paper because we're going to give you the Facebook page and other contact information for our guest, Susan Solomon, and her organization, Drug Crisis in Our Backyard. They also have a website, drugcrisisinourbackyard.com. But anyway, you were going to say, what's on the Facebook page? Okay. One article that was posted on our Facebook page this morning was from Washington County, Pennsylvania. We get from all over the country okay. because it is Facebook. Uh, 16 overdoses in 24 hours. Wait, wait, wait. Oh. wait. Let's not jump over that. 16 overdoses in 24 hours in a small county in Pennsylvania. Yes. That's appalling. 200,000 people in That's this appalling. county. That's appalling. Now, all, now, this is the other thing we don't hear about. Only three of those people died. Right. So you don't hear about the overdoses, if the, and many times you don't even hear about them if there are deaths involved. So there were 16 people overdosed, but 13 of them lived. So... You didn't even, no one even heard about that, well, right? You know, so Susan, you don't let, get that let, statistic let is this. your point. But they still have a drug problem, and it's still in a struggle and a and a battle that they're, they, those people and their families are fighting. Every single day. And, the, and you and, know and that the, from personal experience. And the fact is that they lived this time. Uh, I dealt in True my story. day job uh, in the criminal justice system, I dealt with a young lady who um, had a very big tragedy in her life and sought solace in drugs. And she overdosed, and they have this new device called Narcan, which they stick up the nose, and, and it revives them, brings them back. And she was brought back, and she went to rehab and got clean. And then there was another tragedy in her family, and she went back to the heroin, and then she had a fatal overdose. Mm-hmm. They didn't get to her in time. So, so it's, wh- it, they're called triggers. Yeah. Susan, what, what are some of the things that parents or grandparents at home who are listening to Radio Rotary today, what are some of the things they should be looking for? Uh, the, the, you know, clues that they they may miss, or clues that are not as obvious as somebody just coming in disheveled, or or needle marks on the arm. What are some of the clues they should be looking for and be concerned with with their own children, grandchildren? The first thing, the first things they're going to see is a change of. Uh, Personality. They might be tired. They might sleep more than usual. Their appetite might change. Their grades may go down. They may start hanging out with friends that um, the bad change crowd, friends. The wrong they crowd. might change friends. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are those are a few things they might be looking for. In terms of paraphernalia, if you're missing teaspoons, there's probably someone doing. Uh, shooting up in your house because they heat up the, the, the heat up drugs the, in the teaspoon. Yeah, and I, I was missing all I, my teaspoons were just disappearing, mm. and so this is really a big hint because nobody realizes that they think that oh, what it got tossed in the garbage, yeah. you know, in and a rush also, to clean cotton. If they see a lot of cotton around the house, cotton balls, Q-tips, those are hints that there's there's someone using a needle in the house or band aids or another uh, thing. Missing mm. valuables that may have been taken to the pawn shop to buy the heroin with. Absolutely. So many people have said to me, you know, you question your own judgment. You say, well, 
Maybe I put that somewhere else, and then you start searching for it somewhere else. Because you don't want to believe it. Well, not even not even that you don't even want to believe it. You just you just don't, don't make the you don't, you don't make the make... logic leap that it's connected to a drug problem. Exactly. My my husband lost his watch. Okay, this was mm-hmm. Justin was. We still didn't know how bad it was. Yeah. Lost his watch. It was a nice watch. We couldn't find it. Looked all over the house. Where could it be? We we're going on vacation. Justin helped us look for the watch, no mm-hmm. less. Mm-hmm. And then after a period of time, Justin said. I found the watch and brought it out. But in reality, Justin probably was going to pawn that watch, but didn't get the opportunity to do it. Oh, boy. So I know parents that have lost upwards of $30,000 to their children getting wow. in their bank accounts. So, wow. Susan, again, just to recap that you mentioned in the first segment, Justin was 29 years old. He was living on his own. He had a, a relationship with a nice gal, and she came to you. She called, she emailed us. Oh, she did. Okay. And she told us she was going to, she was leaving Justin because he had, he, she didn't um, trust his uh, life choices. Okay. And, and the life then, choice of, of using But she drugs. didn't spell it out what no, that was. No, then she told us he was using Perks. We didn't even know what that was. You have to explain was. to our audience what that okay, is. Okay. Perks are Percocet, which is an opiate painkiller. Let's, yeah. let's get back, though, to uh, your great organization, Drug Crisis in Our Backyard. And the website, folks, is drugcrisisinourbackyard.com. The Facebook group is Drug Crisis. And um, what kind of... Uh, services do you offer families in need? Somebody's listening to us in Radio Rotary, they see some, they, they understand some of the warning signs and they're concerned that their child, their grandchild is getting into the pills or the heroin or any of these other uh, issues. What kind of services do you offer and how can they reach you, say, by phone? Uh, my phone number is on the website. I'd like to send them to the website okay. to get my phone number. My uh, uh, The website, again, of course, is drugcrisisinourbackyard.com. Um, so that's, I'd like them to sure. go to the website because we have a lot on the website. We have support groups. We run one in Duchess. Mm-hmm. Um, it's every other Thursday night at LaGrange Town Hall from 6.45 to 8 o'clock. And um, that's for people that are struggling, that have someone in their household, their son or their husband or someone that needs help. So it's a, it's a peer-to-peer group and um, every, anybody is welcome to come. I have a quick question, too. Susan, how successful is rehab? Um, People relapse. Relapse is one of the... um the symptoms of this disease. So like any disease, there's, a, there's many, many symptoms. And the treatment we have right now is not working. We need longer aftercare, like for cancer. They, have, they go back, like I think, for five years to make sure that they're um, cancer-free. Uh, aftercare for drug addiction is almost non-existent. And treatment itself is almost non-existent. People are struggling to get into treatment centers. Uh, the beds are full. And are we, they covered by insurance? Uh, are rehabs part, covered by? Partly. I worked. I recently was working in um, a facility, and uh, the insurance companies pay like private insurance companies will pay ten to fourteen days. Oh wow! And you know that's not enough. No. So Susan right. Salomon of uh, Drug Crisis in Our Backyard, drugcrisisinourbackyard.com. And the minute we have left, I want you to talk parent to parent, parent to grandparent, about if they're suffering with a, a, a an addict in the family or they're concerned about it. Tell them what you, as a mother who's had to bury a very handsome son, very nice young man who's the same age as my boy. Tell them what they need to know about this. You can't control it, you didn't cause it, and you can't cure it. What I 
strongly suggest is to get help for yourself. You have to do everything you can for your child, but you have to do everything so that you can continue to have a life because this is such a strong disease. I also want to say we have a Narcan training on October 17th at East Fishkill Town Hall at 10 o'clock. So if you have someone in the house or you think you have someone in the house using, please Please go on our website. We have it there. Register for the Narcan training. Susan Salomon of Drug Crisis in Our Backyard, thank you for everything you're doing to help those in uh, addiction. And thanks for joining us this morning on Radio Rotary. Thank you for having us. And Miss Sarah O'Connell, who do we have to thank for bringing us Radio Rotary this week? Well, Jonah and Susan, Radio Rotary is sponsored by JGS, your essential partner for all of your accounting and business consulting needs. Please call them at 845-692-9500. And by Salisbury Bank and Riverside Bank, your regional banks, for all of your personal business and wealth management needs. Visit them at SalisburyBank.com and by the featured Rotary Clubs of Hyde Park, Kinderhook, Tri-Village, Millbrook, Nanuet, and Newburgh, New York. For the entire Radio Rotary team, my co-host Sarah O'Connell, our producer Kathy Kruger, and the Wizard of the Buttons, our engineer Mr. Jay Verzi, this is Jonah Trebowasa thanking you for tuning in and inviting you to join us again next week at this very same time for another edition of Radio Rotary. And don't forget our website, RadioRotary.org. Hudson Valley Rotarians invite you to support Shelterbox USA as they provide disaster relief aid for victims around the world. Shelterbox disaster response teams are on site assessing people's needs and ensuring that your invaluable support goes directly to those who need it most. For more information and to donate, go to shelterboxusa.org. That's shelterboxusa.org. It's Southern Ulster Rotary's fourth annual Wheels and Wings Car Show and Fly-In, Saturday, September 26th, 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. at Cobelt Airport, Plains Road in Wauk-Hill. Come and enjoy a day full of exquisite cars and aircraft, food and music. For more information, go to southernulsterrotary.org. That's southernulsterrotary.org. <laughs> 